Amen. If you have your Bible, let's go into the Word of God. Now keep us in prayers. We'll be flying out later today. Amen. Going to the U.S. Could America? America. I've heard every African's dream is to travel to the U.S. And every American's dream is to travel out of America. Nobody likes staying in your country. Amen. You might think there's a lot of problems in Uganda. I think there's a lot of problems in the U.S. Amen. But I'm so glad for a promise tonight. Amen. We're going to a country where there's no trouble. A country where we don't have to vote for leaders. A country where you don't have to be sick. A country where you don't have to be tired. A country where there'll be no worry. A country where there'll be no pain. A country where you won't have to worry about tomorrow. Amen. There'll be joy in the presence of the living God. Amen. That's the promise that we have. The Bible says here we have no continuing city. But we're seeking one to come. Amen. So my encouragement to you tonight is keep holding on. Amen. Amen. The book of Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16. And we'll start with verse 6. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. Derira nagamba Samsoni nti nkwegairide mbulira amanyi go amanji mwegasibuka ere chiinza okukusiba okukujeza And Samson said unto her if they bind me with seven green woods that were never dried then shall I be weak and be as another man Samsoni namugamba nti bwebali nsiba enkolokolo embisi omusanvu Amen. Verse 10. And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thy might, thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, if they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Verse 13. And Delilah said unto Samson, hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, 
If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web. Verse 15. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. That he told her all his heart and said unto her, There had not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like another man. Namuburira byonna ebyali mu mutima gwe namugamba anti akamwano tekaitanga ku mutwe gwange kubanga ndi muwonge eri katonda okuva mu lutolwa mmange bwendibanga mwereddwa amanyi gange negali okagamvako nefuka omunafu nembango msajja omulala yenna Verse 19, and she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man. And she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Amen, I love verse 22. How be it the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Amen, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. And while you're taking your seats, if you turn to the book of Acts with me. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. 
Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 1. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. Unity is a powerful tool. Unity is a powerful tool. Amen. It gives us power. When we're united together. Amen. The Bible says that we're all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a Russian mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. From the scripture readings, I would like to look at a thought if God will help us. Amen. Samson parallels the church. Samson parallels the church. Samson Amen. In the message, blind Bartimaeus. Amen. The prophet said, We have no creed but Christ. Amen. We have no law but love. And we have no book but the Bible. Amen. So you realize. Amen. There's a great parallel between the life of Samson. And the progression of the church. Amen. In the beginning. When God created man. Amen. God gave man a special ability. Amen. We spoke this morning. Amen. Dominion over your domain. 
Amen. Adam was given dominion over his domain. Adam Amen. Where he was able to control everything that God had created. He had charge over all the creation of God. Amen. But you realize after the fall. Amen. Man lost that ability. Amen. But then Christ came to restore that ability back to man. Amen. The first man, Adam, was given the word of God. Amen. But when the second man, Adam, came. Amen. He did not only have the word of God, but he was and still is the word of God. Amen. That's the reason why in Matthew chapter 4, when Satan came to him. Amen. Satan thought that this would be the same as the first man Adam. Amen. But what he realized or failed to realize was this man was different. Amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we can have an experience with the word of God. And after he left, he sent his Holy Spirit down. Amen. So that fellowship can still remain. Amen. To allow man once again to possess the abilities that God intended for man to have. Now when Satan came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. First he told him if thou be the son of God turn this stone into bread. Now Jesus was able to do that. He could have turned the stone into bread. He had fasted for 40 days. And he was hungry in the flesh. He had the ability to do that. But then he realized something. If I give you a challenge, whether you're able to carry out the challenge or not, by you accepting that challenge, amen, you subject yourself to me. Amen, if I tell the brother interpreting here tonight, that I dare him to jump over that, that, that bar. Amen, whether he's able to do it or not. By him accepting a challenge that I give him. He subjects himself to me. Amen, so, so God, Jesus realized. Amen, what Satan was trying to do. That's why it's very important. Amen, not all challenges are supposed to be acted out. Amen, as long as you accept the challenge, you bring yourself under subjection to the person that is challenging you. And Jesus would not subject himself to Satan. Amen. 
Amen. Therefore, the sons and daughters of God. But the Holy Spirit on the inside. Amen. You should never subject yourself to the challenge of Satan. It's his job to challenge you. It's his job to challenge him. And it's your job to take him back to the word and show him his possession. Amen. Not our challenge is supposed to be accepted. Amen. So we don't subject ourselves. Amen. Amen. The children of Israel left Egypt. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Amen. They were under the ministry of Moses. Amen. There was a change that happened with the ministry of Joshua. Amen. Under the ministry of Moses. Amen. Everything that Israel needed, they went to Moses. Amen. But when Joshua took over, there was a change that happened. Amen. When Israel came to the Jordan River, Amen. Joshua commanded them they need to take part in the miracle of God. Amen. Because in order for them to inherit the promised land, there had to be a level of faith that is required to stay in that promised land. Therefore, under the Joshua commission, they had to exercise that faith because God knew Amen. When they took over the land, their faith will be tested. Therefore, they had to know where they were standing. They have to have a personal experience with the God that was following. Amen was no longer just the God of Moses or the God of Joshua. But every Israelite had to come in contact with the living God. And that's the same thing it is today. It's not just the God of the pastor or the God of the prophet. But every redeemed son of God has to come in contact with the living God. He has to become your God. He has to become your Savior. He has to become your Redeemer. Amen. When you come in contact with the living God, there is something that takes place. Amen. There's a level of faith that is created. Amen. When you begin to trust Him more. More and more. It takes away the fear. It takes away the worry. It takes away the disappointment. Because you know you've come in contact with the living God. Amen. And today. I want to tell you. Mohammed is in the grave. Muhammad is in the grave. Muhammad Ali Montana. Amen. Buddha is in the grave. Buddha Ali Montana. Amen. All the leaders of other religions are in the grave. Amen. But we serve a living Savior. Who is not in a grave, but he ever liveth. 
confirming his word proving himself as the same yesterday the same today and you'll be the same forever God has not changed he's not in the business of changing he's not in the business of failing if he healed yesterday he can heal today if he raised the dead yesterday he can raise the dead today that's the God that I serve the same yesterday the same today and the same forever if your God is disappointing you I want to introduce you to my God if your God has stopped healing the sick I want to introduce you to my God if your God has stopped saving the lost Amen, I want to introduce you to my God this evening If your God has stopped casting out demons I want to introduce you to my God this evening And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ And he's still on the throne He's still with his children He's still filling lives He's still casting out devils He's still healing the sick. He's still filling lives with the Holy Spirit. That's where my assurance lies. In the living, resurrected God. Who has never changed. And he's not going to change. But you have to exercise your faith. In the Bible that you bring to church, there are lots of promises in that Bible. But just packing the book around will do you no good. Just carrying the book around will do you no good. Amen. You have to be able to identify the promises concerning you. Amen. You have to be able to identify the promises concerning you. Amen. Then you can take the promises and apply it to your life. Amen. The Bible gives us a lot of promises. It's not your responsibility to bring the promises of God to pass. You can't do it. Just so stop trying. You can't bring His word to pass. It's his responsibility. Amen. Just like a man is bound by his word. Amen. God is bound by his word. If he said anything in his word and he doesn't fulfill his word, then you can leave your Bible at home. Amen. But I've come to know a God who says what he means and he fulfills exactly what he says. The promises of God cannot fail. They've never failed. So whatever you need, 
It's up to you. Chirierikwe. To take him at his word. David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Taste and see Amen. When God is good to you, Amen. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you talk. It changes the way you worship. It changes the way you come to church. Because you tasted of a living God, and you know that He is good. Samson parallels the church. Amen. After the ministry of Joshua. Amen. We realize the book of Judges comes. Amen. And the Bible says Israel was in a continual cycle. The children of Israel will sin against God. Amen. God will release enemies upon them. Amen. They will cry out to God. God will send them a judge. Amen. The judge will bring a deliverance. Amen. There will be a time of rest. Amen. But an Israel will go back to the same sin. But God had made a covenant with his people. And God's covenant cannot be broken. Amen. Whatever God says concerning his children. No matter what you do. No matter what you say. No matter where you go. Amen. The word of God concerning you cannot be changed. Amen. When he made you a promise, it wasn't based on how good you are. When he made you a promise, it wasn't based on how righteous you can be. Amen. When he made you a promise, it wasn't based on who you think you are. Amen. But God made a promise regardless of who you think you are. And he underwent a covenant that cannot fail. So it's not up to you. We like to look at our own righteousness. That's something that we can do to marry the favor of God. Amen. But we realize the scripture says your good works are filthy rags before God. Amen. So there's nothing for you to do to begin with. He never saved you because you were good. He never gave you his word because you were good. He doesn't heal you because of how good you are. Amen. But if God saved you, there was a purpose why he saved you. If God redeemed you, there was a purpose why he redeemed you. Amen. If God heals you, there is a purpose why he heals you. Amen. You take a natural man. Amen. A man has to wait to get married. Wait to get married. Married. married, yes. And have children before he can put a family album together. Amen. An album together. 
A picture. Amen. So when you go to the man's house and you see the pictures that he has in his house, you're able to identify how many children the man has. Amen. But with God, it wasn't so. Amen. God created his album before the foundation of the world. Amen. And throughout the generations, Amen. God has been going to and fro. Amen. Trying to pick up the people that he represented in this album. He never asked you if you wanted to be saved. He never asked you if you wanted to be redeemed. But because he foreordained you before the foundation of the world. Amen. There had to be something take place in your heart. When you came came in contact with the light of God. There was not enough darkness that can keep you away from the light of God. Because you ordained you before the foundation of the world. And not even yourself can change or stop the programs of God. I don't care how long you may run. I don't care how low you can stoop. If you're a child of God, there is a promise made concerning you. And one of these days, at the appointed time of the Father, there is something that will take place in your heart. Amen. When you bring you into his house, Bring you into his house. So if you want to run, you can go ahead and run. At the appointed time, something will happen. Where the stakes you're in, the position you're in, you lose interest. It's the Father calling you, calling you to his house so you can have fellowship. It's not according to your timetable, but it's an appointed time for every child of God. So we realize Samson in the book of Judges was born. The Bible says that Manoah he prayed unto God for a son. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord came. But the angel did not come to Manoah. The angel came to Manoah's wife. He didn't come to Manoah. He came to the wife. Amen. This morning I was telling the sisters. Telling the sisters. The sisters. Amen. God has a special promise for you as well. You should never discount yourself in the plans of God. Manoah prayed. Amen. But God came to the wife. Amen. When the angel came to the wife, the angel told her, Amen, that she is going to have a son. And the angel gave her a commission. 
Korah. Instruction how to raise that child. And the angel left. And the wife goes and she tells the husband. I received a visitation from God. And the Bible says. That Manoah prayed again. Amen. And the second time when the angel came. He came to the woman. He didn't come to the man. But the angel came to the woman. And when the angel came, she told the angel, just wait here a second. Let me go and call my husband. Amen. So she goes and she calls the husband. And you realize the reason. Amen. That the angel came to the woman. Amen. God has created in a female an easy ability to receive the word of God. Amen. When the spirit of God is moving over a congregation, you watch and you pay attention. First is the sisters that receive it. Because of the makeup of a man. His sister trying to figure out what is happening. Amen. But just like the angel Gabriel came to Mary. She did not question the angel. Amen. But she said be it unto me according to thy word. If God sends you his word. He places something on the inside of you to receive that word. It's not your faith. But it's the faith of God on the inside of you. That agrees with that word of God. And identifies it as the word of God. So Samson is born. He grew up as a great man. Powerful. All the Philistines knew about Samson. Amen. One day Samson wanted to marry a Philistine woman. And on his way to marry her. There was a lion that roared against Samson. Amen. And the Bible says the spirit of God came upon Samson. And he killed that lion. This was a man that was unstoppable. Manifesting the power of God. Manifesting the abilities of God. Amen. There was no Philistine that was strong enough for Samson. He moved in the power of Almighty God. The same way the church started in the beginning. Moving in the power of God. Amen. There was no demon that was strong enough for the church. Amen. No matter what the demon was. Amen. They were able to conquer that demon. Samson moved in power. Samson he goes to his betrothed, his, his fiance. And at the ceremony, 
He tells them a riddle. And none of them is able to answer the riddle. Amen. Until they go back to Samson's wife or his fiancée. Amen. And the pressure to reveal unto them the meaning of the riddle. And finally Samson, his fiancée, tells them the meaning of the dream of the riddle. Amen. The meaning of the riddle. And Samson had made them a promise. If you're able to give them the, what the meaning of that of that riddle is. He would give them 30 changes of garments. And 30 sheets. Amen. So when they were able to give him the, uh, the, the, the meaning of that riddle. He had to fulfill his part. He had to fulfill his part. And so he goes to a nearby town. And he kills the man there. And he takes your garments. And he brings it to the people, the Philistines. Nothing could stop Samson. He left his fiancée in anger. And so the girl's father gives that girl to someone else. Amen. Samson, after he had calmed down, he comes back to take his wife. And he received the news that she belongs to another man. The righteous indignation of Samson rises up. Amen. He goes and he catches 300 foxes. He ties them together. He puts fire in between their tails. And he sends them to the fields of the Philistines. Such a great man. The same way the church started. Great power. Great move of God. They were unstoppable. Amen. And the devil knew. That face to face with the church. He was unable to defeat them. The same way the Philistines identified. That a face to face and with Samson. They were unable to stand. Samson a powerful man. The church in great power. So Satan. Try to find a way. Amen. To separate the church from the power. Just like the Philistines. Try to find a way. Amen. To take the power away from Samson. Amen. Samson finally finds a woman by the name of Delilah. And he loved this woman. Amen. But then the lords of 
of the Philistines. Amen knew the power that was lying in Samson. And they knew that this is your opportunity. Even for them to subject this man. And take away the power that he has. The same way it was with the church. Amen. The devil knew. Amen. That the power that the church was operating in was a source of her strength. So he wanted to separate the church from that power. Samson was trapped in Gaza. Amen. The Philistines heard it was in the city. And Samson did not want to be captured. Amen. In the midnight hour. He rises. He gets up. Goes to the gates of the city. Amen. Takes it off. And walks up a mountain with it. Such great power. The same way with the church. Until the Bible says the very shadow of Peter. Going over the sick. And they received their healing. Such great display of the power. But Satan was working to try and reduce that power. Just like the Philistines were trying Amen, to reduce the power of Satan. Amen. But you realize when God makes a covenant, Amen, nothing can change that covenant. When God makes a promise about someone, Amen, not even your behavior can change the covenant. Amen. I read the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. Amen. And I get so much encouraged. Encourage. Realizing that the position of the son never took away his sonship. Amen. When he left home, he left home a son. Amen. When he was out there, he still was a son. Amen. When he was there in the pig span, he still was a son. Amen. When he came to his senses, he still was a son. When he returned to the father's house, he still was a son. Amen. His desire was to come and be a servant. But the father knew he never left home a servant. So not even the father could make him a servant. He had to return to his rightful possession. The same way it is with the child of God. No matter what you do and where you are, if you're a child of God, you cannot change that possession. Not even yourself can change your sonship. God underwent a covenant with Samson. The same way with the church. 
Amen. Peter prayed for a dead woman named Dorcas. And she received her healing. She was resurrected. Amen. Peter was thrown in jail. And there in the prison. Acts chapter 12. Amen. The Bible says that the believers were praying. Amen. And God sends an angel to the prison. Amen. And when the angel came to the prison, Peter was chained. No doubt he was feeling sorry for himself. He was in a very relaxed condition. Amen. But the angel smote him. He woke him, Peter. Wake up, let's go. The day of your deliverance has come. Amen. In the U.S. I don't know if they have it here. Amen. They have, they have these, these doors in the supermarket. Amen. That is sensor driven. There's a sensor. a sensor. Amen. So when you approach that door, the door opens of its own accord. And I tell the people. I tell people, Amen. God had this technology before man thought of it. Amen. Because in Acts chapter 12, the Bible says when Peter was being led by the angel out of the prison cell, the door opened of its accord. Amen. It just opened. Amen. God specializes in things that are impossible. He always confounds the wisdom of man. Before man thought of developing that, that, that technology, Amen. God already had it in his word. Amen. When they approached the gate of the prison, the door opened up the door. And they walked out. The believers were praying. But they were in a state a lot of us are in. We get in sometimes. A lot of us get in in the state. Where we pray, but, but we, we're not sure if God is going to answer. So while they're praying, Peter shows up at the door. And he knocks at the door. And a girl by the name of Rhoda. Hey. Amen sees Peter and she rushes back to tell the disciples Amen Peter is here and the people said ah oh, no we can't be last we heard Peter was in jail they were praying for this man to come out of prison and when he came out they did not believe that it was a man but God who is rich in mercy Amen. The Bible says, Amen. When you don't know how to pray, Amen. The Holy Ghost cries out from within you. It's not you believe in God's word, but it's the Spirit of God inside of you receiving every word. Oh, sorry, receiving every word. Receive. 
every word receiving amen Peter Petero. you take Paul for example Paul and Silas were in prison great man of God amen they had cast out a demon from a girl and the people who were making money from this girl amen had them put in prison amen but that did not change the man mind or the program of God amen they were locked in stocks in chains Amen. Paul and Silas. Amen. If you talk about people that had a lot of things to complain about, that was them. They had a lot to complain about. Amen. You'll pray for our brother. Amen. I'll try to slow down. Glory. Amen. Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. Had a lot of things to be worried about. They had preached the gospel. Cast out a demon. And they were suffering for the sake of Christ. In prison. There they were. They could have been sad. Could have been sad. And they probably would have had a right to be sad. Questioning God, why is this God? But the Bible says in Acts chapter 16, Amen, they made up their mind. Amen. There are two ways we can look at this problem. We can be discouraged. Or we can worship God. And they chose in the midnight hour. Instead of remaining discouraged. The Bible says they begin to praise God. There is no condition where you can praise God through. There is no situation that you can praise God through. Even on the deathbed, there is still praises that has to come out from you. Amen. You have the right to determine the outcome of your problem. And the outcome of your problem is dependent on your attitude towards that problem. If you see it as a problem to keep you defeated, you will stay in that condition. But if you see it as a situation for God to prove himself, then you will come out of that problem. Sickness is an opportunity for God to display himself as a healer. 
Discouragement is an opportunity for God to display himself as a friend. Amen. So no matter what situation you find yourself in. Amen. Your mentality should be. Your mentality should be. This is an opportunity for God to display himself. He has to be a healer. He has to be a savior. But you have to be sick for him to manifest himself as a healer. You're the one in control. You're the one in control. This morning I was saying, God gives us a promise. He told Joshua, I'll be with thee whithersoever thou goest. Amen. And God has given us a promise. Amen. So I want you to realize. Amen. The end of your problems. The end of your sickness. Is given to you. You're the one in charge. The devil does not control when you get your healing. The devil does not control when you get your healing. You're the one that determines when you get your healing. The devil does not determine the expiration date of your problem. You're the one in control of the expiration date of your problem. If you keep prolonging it, it will remain where it is. But if you realize you're a child of God, with the authority of God then whatever you speak God said I will answer from heaven then you can determine when that sickness ends you can determine when that problem ends Satan can do nothing but what you allow him to do he will stay as long as you permit him to stay. But when you rise up in faith according to the promises of God, a lay claim to what already belongs to you, then Satan cannot stay where he is. You're the one in charge. You're the one in charge. You're the one in control. Paul and Silas begin to worship God. Amen. The prophet of God said, Amen. God heard that sweet sound coming from Amen. And he began to tap his foot to the song. Amen. When you worship God, he gets excited in his throat. And when God gets excited, he starts tapping his foot. 
He starts tapping his foot. And when God starts tapping his foot, earthquakes happen. Chains are broken. Demons are cast out. By your worship. That's the reason why it's important to worship God. Because it always brings him on the scene. If you want to see God in that situation, you get in the spirit of worship. It always brings him down as a presentation. He inhabits the praises of his children. And there's a difference between inhabiting and vacationing. Amen. He inhabits or he stays in the praises. Of his children. Amen to as long as you're worshiping him. He stays around. As long as you're praising him. He stays around. As long as you're lifting him up. He stays around. And when Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus yes, comes, all tears are wiped away. When Jesus comes, the sick are healed. The dead is raised. The demons are cast out. When Jesus appears on the sea. He comes to confirm his word. Has the same yesterday. Today. And forever. You know when a man is good at doing something. When a man is good at doing something. When he, when he, when he's good at doing something, you take a painter that is very good at painting. And then that painter gets worried. Amen. Whenever a man, Amen, is good at doing something, and he's not given the opportunity to exercise that gift, he gets worried. Amen, because it's in him to do what he wants to do. But the opportunity is not given to him to do what he wants to do. Aha. The same thing it is with God. Amen. He wants to be a healer. But someone has to accept him as a healer. Amen. When he's not manifesting that attribute. Amen. He gets a lot of worried. Amen. Because the Bible says, I would that you would prosper and be in health. 
I want that you will prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. That's the promise of God. Amen. So if you're not in hell. Amen. It worries him. Amen. Because a sick person cannot praise God fully. And God inhabits the praises of his children. So he wants to heal you. He wants to redeem you. Amen. But you have to give him the right to do it. His promises are there. But he will never force any promise on you. You have to want it before he can give it to you. If you don't want it, he will not give it to you. If you need healing, you have to want healing. If you need the Holy Ghost, you have to want the Holy Ghost. Before he will give it to you. So Samson is here with Delilah. And Delilah begins to ask him. Samson. Samson. Where is the source of your strength? And in verse 7, we read there what the Bible says. Amen. Samson told Delilah, Bind me with seven green widths. And I will be a weak man. And she does exactly that. And then she calls Samson. The Philistines are upon you. And Samson will rise and break it. And then Samson gets a little closer. He gets a little closer. 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 Amen. He tells her. If you bind me with new ropes, amen, that were never used, I will be like any other man. And she does exactly that. And Samson breaks it. And he gets even more closer. He tells her, if you weave the seven locks of my hair, I will be like any other man. And she does it. And then she cries, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he rises up. Still with the power. The same way with the church. Amen. And finally, he tells her, I'm a Nazarite by vow. Amen. There's never been a razor to cut my hair. If you cut my seven locks, I will be like any other man. Now he told her the truth. 
And the Bible says that Delilah identified that Samson had told her the truth. And so she put Samson on her lap. And he calls the lords of the Philistines. And they cut off his hair. Amen. The prophet of God said. Amen. The seven compound names of Jehovah. Amen. Was wrapped up in Jesus Christ. And that Jehovah of the Old Testament. Is Jesus Christ of the New. Amen. The source of the power of the early church. Was found in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Satan identified that source of the strength of the church. He got very busy to change that name. By cutting the locks of Samson. He became a weak man. Just like any ordinary man. Amen. And the Philistines went ahead to take out his eyes. The same way it was at the Nicaea Council. Amen. When they took away the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And instituted baptism in the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. The church lost her power. And the devil knew that the church was powerless. Just the same way that the Philistines identified that Samson was powerless. He was no longer a threat to the Philistines. And the church was no longer a threat to Satan. They were gathered together. But nothing would happen. And then they began to say. The days of miracles is past. Amen. God has stopped doing what he promised to do. He's only God of yesterday. He can be the same God today. Amen. The church gathered in the various places. But there was no manifestation of the power of God. There was no manifestation of the presence of God. The church laid their Powerless. And Satan was controlling the church. The same way with Samson. A man who was raised up by God to destroy the Philistines was now entertaining the Philistines. The church that was raised up by God to destroy the powers of Satan was now entertaining the person that it was supposed to destroy. And Samson was marching around the camp of the Philistines. Samson was going around. 
Samson Amen. Grind in your maze. Amen. Entertaining them. Amen. After his, his job is done, they'll put him back in his prison. Amen. But what the Philistines failed to realize, there was something that was taking place on the inside of the Amen. There was something that was taking place on the inside. Amen. Not visible to the human eyes yet. But something was taking place on the inside. Amen. Samson. Without his eyes. Amen. His hair begins to grow. His hair begins to grow. Amen. The power was beginning to be restored. Even in that state, Samson begins to repent. He begins to pour out his heart to God. Amen. Just once more, Lord. Amen. Just once more. Amen. He begins to pour out his heart to God. Lord, I know I have failed. I know I haven't gone exactly as your word But you're a faithful God. Your mercies are new every morning. Just once more, Lord. There was a transformation that was taking place. The hair starts growing. Luther comes up. Luther. Luther Wesley comes up. Wesley God progressively taking his children. Restoring what she had lost. Amen. Throughout the ages. And then God identified the problem with the church. When the church left the name. They left the power. But God came down to restore that name back to the children of God. Amen. Where we can read in the scriptures. Repent and be baptized. Not in the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The restoration of the word. Brother, the restoration of the hair. And with the restoration of the hair. Comes the restoration of the power of God. Back in the church of the living God. We're not operating in titles. 
and titles. Remember, hey, we're operating under the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Satan knows the power that's associated with that name. Amen. Hey, he knows when the redeemed Son of God takes a hold of that name. He's not using that name illegally. But he's identified with that name. Amen. The Bible says the whole family of God in heaven and on earth is named Jesus Christ. So you have a right to use that name. That name is your God given name. It's that name that cast out demons. It's the name that heals the sick. It's the name that raises the dead. It's the name that gives the Holy Spirit. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every other name is subject to that name. The demons recognize the power of that name. Hell identifies the power of that name. Satan identifies the power of that name. Samson had a restoration of his hair. But he never got his eyesight back. God was trying to teach his servant. Amen. Not to walk by your natural eyes. Your natural eyes will deceive you. Amen. But God has given his children. Supernatural eyesight. Where we look beyond the realms of the flesh. And look into the promises of God. Amen. When your body tells you you're sick, through the eyes of faith, you tell that body, by his stripes, I am healed. Your natural eyes will deceive you, but the spiritual eyes of faith will always take you back to the word. Samson's problems was his, was his eyes. Samson's problem was his eyes. He had a lot of problems with his natural eyes. So God did not want that eyes to come back. Because God knew. Amen. If Samson saw all the Philistines that were around him. Amen. That were gathered to make fun of this man. He would get discouraged. So God says, no, I'm not giving you your eyes. Amen. You're going to have to trust 
trust in something greater than your eyes. Even so, Samson tells a little boy, Amen, hey I want you to lead me to the two pillars that support this place. There's a showdown that's about to take place. These people took my eyes. These people took my power. But I have something greater than my eyes. The power that they took, God has given it back to the church. And Samson got a hold of the pillars of the building. And the Bible says, He says, Lord, let me die with my enemies. He wasn't looking at the number of them. He did not look at how big they were. He did not look at how strong they were. He did not look at the lords of the Philistines. Amen. All Samson knew. He was called for a job. And God had given him the ability to finish that job. And what the church could not do throughout the ages. Amen. Christ has restored the name back to his people. What the reformers could not do. There's a bride on the face of the earth with the same abilities as God has. Same abilities as God has. In my name they shall cast out demons in my name even if they drink any deadly thing it will not harm them in my name they shall raise the dead in my name they shall cast out demons Someone has to exercise that right Judah, Judah, as we close, Judah, Judah, had three sons. Three sons. And he gave his first son to this girl called Tamar. Tamar. And the Bible says, Amen, that the first son was evil in the sight of God. And God killed him. Judah, according to law, had to give a second son to this girl. And that son was supposed to raise seed unto his brother. But he did not want to fulfill that. And so God kills him. And Judah tells Tamar. I want you to go to your father's house. And I want you to wait there. Until my son Sheila is grown. But Judah had no plans of giving his last son to this girl. And 
And so Judah's wife dies. And she, he wanted to be comforted. And someone told Tamar. Your father-in-law is coming to the city. And she dressed herself as a harlot. And when Judah saw her, he desired her. Amen. But she told him, I want you to give me something. And Judah says, okay. I'll get you a goat. But Tamar wasn't interested in a goat. Amen. She said before the God comes. You have to give me something. And Judah says okay. And Judah gave her his ring. He gave her his bracelet. And he gave her his staff. Months later. Someone tells Judah. Your daughter-in-law is with child. And Judah is ready to condemn this girl. Ready for her to be stoned because she had been unfaithful. And then bring Tamar before him. And Judah asked her, Is it true what I have heard? And she says, Yeah. But I want to tell you something, Judah. The man who is responsible for this pregnancy gave me his ring. He gave me his bracelet. He gave me his staff. Now the ring of Judah represented his authority. The bracelet of Judah represented his royalty. And the staff of Judah represented his power. So Judah was on the throne ready to condemn this woman. And he did not have the authority to condemn her. Tamer possessed his authority. Tamer had his authority. His authority. Tamar was holding the royalty of Judah. And by having the staff of Judah, she was holding the power of Judah. So it didn't matter how bad Judah wanted to condemn her. Judah had no ability in him to condemn her. Amen. That's the reason Paul can say. There is therefore now no condemnation. 
Today we are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit because his righteousness is your righteousness his authority is your authority his strength is your strength and if God be for us then who can be against us the word has been restored and so has the power of God we're sharing in his abilities sharing in his strength Amen. I love the scripture in Psalm chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23. Amen. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. He said, I shall not want. Because he identified who he was. He said, He makes me to lie down in green. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I don't care what form they come in. I don't care what they call it. He said, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know, there are a lot of chiefs in Africa. And when a chief gives you their staff, they give you full authority to act on their behalf. When the people in the town sees you holding the staff of the chief, they identify the power that is behind you. That's why David can say, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Because he knew, with access to the staff, the devil knows the power that's associated with the though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies when God is preparing a table for you Make sure the devil knows what he's doing. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. My cup runs over. Surely. 
There are goodness and mercy. I don't care how low you are. I don't care what you think about yourself. I don't care what the devil is trying to tell you. He said, surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. There is no problem too hard for your God. There's no situation that he can't handle. There is no problem that he don't have a solution for. There is no situation that he cannot master. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I don't care when I am up. It doesn't matter when I am down. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely, Masima, goodness and mercy. But I am not worthy. But I am not worthy. That does not matter. The word of God was spoken before you came on this earth. And your condition cannot change the word of God. Your problems cannot change the word of God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what my neighbor says. I don't care what my family says. I don't care what situation I'm in. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not me, not, not, not them going ahead of me. But they shall follow me. So when I walk, when I walk, goodness and mercy is following me. When I am in trouble, goodness and mercy is following me. When I am in a trial, goodness and mercy is following me. All the days of my life, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. The power has been restored. The ability has been restored. The authority has been restored. Whatever you have need of, it's your responsibility to speak the word. And God said, I will perform it. That's my covenant with you. That's my covenant with you. Come again. Yes. 
The prophet of God reached a place where he no longer said, Thus saith the Lord. But he said, I say. And God was showing him that every redeemed son and daughter of God that has been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ has the right to speak the word of God. I say let the sickness disappear I say let the trouble cease to exist I say get thee behind me Satan it's by the word of almighty God surely goodness and mercy shall follow me not because I'm worthy not because I'm righteous not because I'm deserving but because a God that does not fail spoken in his word that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever let the musicians will come back if God be for us, then tell me who can be against us. 2020, if God be for us, then who can be against us? For greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. The devil is a liar tonight. His days of bluffing is over. God has his people on the face of the earth with the ability of God to speak whatever they want from God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever oh let's worship our King for he is worthy he is worthy Jesus is worthy there is no king like our God there is no redeemer like our God there is no healer like our God he is the same yesterday the same today and he will be the same forever God bless I say, I say, Satan, I say, not the pastor, but I say, I say, I say, whatever situation you're in, just command that situation tonight. I say, He's given you the ability. He's given you the ability. He has given you the ability to take him at his word. 
the ability to speak his word. Someone has to speak his word. Someone has to command his word. Someone has to take God at his word. I say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Turning over to the pastor. I say, you speak his word. The Bible prophet said, God will make your body obey your confession. You speak his word. And he will cause your body to obey your confession. I say, it has to be a personal revelation to you. I say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is alive. Yes, Jesus is alive. Yes, Jesus is in the midst of his children. Yes, Whatever you need, you speak it in the name of the Lord. God is here. As the author and the finisher of your Speak to that mountain to live. There is a mountain which is moving now. God gave you authority. He gave it to his children. The authority of the kingdom of God. It is behind the church. Speak to that mountain to get away from you. Command that situation to go. Command it to live in the name of Jesus.